Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. And today we choose each week we have this podcast. We're going to study the Word of God. And today we're going to be, our subject will be about remembrance. And if we had a subject, it would be time to remember or a time to forget. Because I believe in this time, it's important, it's important for us to place a value on remembering what God not only has done for us, what He's doing for us, and what He's going to do. And in the Scriptures, there are many times where God has asked us to remember. When the when when Israel was coming out of Egypt, He did He implored them. He He considered it important that they would recall what He had done for them in the past, because them this kept their faith up. So as they went on to face the giants, they faced the uh, the enemy. And every in every uh, occasion, when they recalled that yes, God brought us out. If God could open a sea, if God could bring plagues down to Egypt, who are these people to stand before us? So this is what got, and this is what got the uh, the preachers when they, when God sent them out on a reconnaissance mission to go out and spy out the land. What they did was they saw more of what they could not do, rather than remember what God had already done. And this is what we have to do today, is to remember, we serve the God of the entire universe. And not only that, but we have this same God in the person of his Son and the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And if we will walk by faith and remember, if God could get me out of that past impossibility, if God can heal me from that past sickness when the doctor had no answer, when all the um, uh, trial and error and thank God for doctors and nurses and all those who are in the medical field. But they are practicing their, their, uh, their, their career. They're practicing their skills. They're practicing and using the, the full knowledge that they had to bring help uh, to those who would come to them. But we have a God who knows all things and has that ability to heal us, to deliver us, to bless us. So when we get in that position to where we, we uh, come to the end of ourselves, and we turn our face to God and say, Lord, I'm trusting you. If I can trust God with, if you can trust God with your eternity, if we can trust God with eternity, for that's what we're doing when we, when we place our faith in Jesus Christ. We're saying there is no other way to God except this God which revealed himself in the Holy Bible. This is what, that's what we all say. And I'll put in the words of Paul, if, only, if, in this life, if, if only in this life we have hope then we are men and women most miserable. So in other words, if, if Christ did not die, if he did not rise, then what we believe is nothing. But because we believe that Christ not only is the Son of God, he came to the world and paid a price that we couldn't pay, lived a life that we couldn't live, died a death that we couldn't die. How? Because the price that was required was a not only blood, but the life of a sinless sacrifice. All of us could have died, but none of us could have died and lived a sinful life and paid the price that was demanded by sin. So today we're going to, again, we're going to start out in the book of Matthew, the 16th chapter, and we're going to talk about the times to remember and a time to forget. So again, Matthew 16th chapter, going to start reading around the ninth verse. We're going to back up just a little bit. And we're going to see Jesus talking to his disciples. And it reads, 
We'll start in the sixth verse, Matthew 16, 6. Then said Jesus to, his, to unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reason among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. And when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason among yourselves, because you have brought no bread? He says in the ninth verse, Don't you remember, don't you understand rather, Neither remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up. See, when they were confronted with a problem, they immediately says, oh, oh my, we don't have any bread. We're in the same predicament. But bread was not the issue because that's what, what immediately Jesus said. Don't you remember? Don't you recall when there were 5,000 men and not counting children and women that I had, I took five loaves and two fish. And fed 5,000 men. See, that's what remembers, helps us to, re, to recall what God did for us. Many of us, when we started out, I came to Georgia with $125 way back in, 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 in my life, in the early part of my life, after I graduated college and came over to Atlanta to start my career. And in a few days, that money was gone. But God made a way. God gave me favor with men. He gave me favor with a preacher who allowed me to stay at, at his home. He gave me favor with uh, the people that I encountered until the day came that he, he showed up and showed out for me and showed me that, hey, I'm faithful. Eric, you got to walk. As long as I, when I put my faith in God and stopped worrying about when I was going to get a job and how it was going to happen and, and, and going through rejection, but coming to a point to say, God, I trust you. You promised me. He sent me prophecy. He sent me when I had no money. I was told there would, there would be a day when I didn't have to worry about it. That, when, I, when I had, uh, uh, when I was looking for a place to stay, when all these things were on me, and I was entrusting in myself, and how am I going to do this, and, and, and comparing myself with other people, rather than trusting God and say, Lord, if you brought me over here, and if you're with me, this too shall pass. And the fact of the matter is, he was with me, it did pass, and he did bless me. And so many of you who are on this uh, and hearing this podcast, you can look back, whether it was yesterday or last week or 10 years ago or 20 or 30, you can recall when you, when you came to a point where you had to believe God and trust God, and if you believed it, if you, and if you made any headway in life, you had to come to a point to say, you know, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I trust him. And because I trust in him, he's going to fulfill everything that he promised us. The scripture says, he that promised is also able to provide. And so this is what uh, Jesus is telling these disciples. Don't worry about the bread. Why are you thinking about bread? I got you. And I, this is what I believe God wants all of us to know in this time with this COVID and, and all of these other things that are rising up. Because believers, we are in the last days. When is Christ coming? I can't tell you that. But I can tell you, according to the scriptures, we are in the last of the last days. We see evil arising on the left and right, and uh, good being called evil, and evil being called good. And now is the time where, where, where the believers, you know, you don't have to be a, a, a Bible scholar. You just need to have faith in God. Jesus said, if we have faith as a grain of mustard seed, 
But the, because the issue is not your faith. It's whether we can push away the unbelief and stand on if God has done it before, he will do it again. So let's go into the Old Testament now. Oh, back over into uh, the book of Deuteronomy, uh, the 8th chapter. And we're going to start reading around the 10th verse. And this is when uh, Moses began to tell the children of God, you're getting ready to come into the inheritance that God, the Father, promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he promised the children of Israel as they cried unto God. And God remembered their cry because he remembered the promise he gave Abraham. He told Abraham, the, uh, your, uh, the children of God are going to be in Egypt. They're going to be there for 400 years. He said, then I'm going to bring them out. So let's go again to um, the book of Deuteronomy, De Deuteronomy, 8th chapter and 10th verse. And it reads, when you have eaten in a fool, thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has given you. He said, beware, lest you forget the Lord thy God and not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you this day. Moses was telling them that don't forget the word of God. Because you are going to come in. That was an expectation. See, we have to have an expectation of good. And if we recall what the father told uh, Jeremiah, in the midst of them being kicked out and enslaved in a foreign land, the Lord told them in Jeremiah 29 11, and most of us know that those famous verse saying, I know the thoughts that I have concerning thee, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you an expected end. But God gave them this word, while they were still in captivity. They were still slaves. They were still in prison. They were still under the thumb of their oppressor. But yet in the middle of it, God said, my thoughts for you. I know what I'm thinking. Your past sins got you here. And again, this is in the Old Testament. And he was telling me, I'm not looking at where you are. I'm trying to get you to look forward and remember these words. My thoughts for you are good. And not of evil. I know my thoughts. And see, I believe that, and, and all of us can see that all of the things that are coming on now, we live in this 21st century, how that most of the world looks at God and they put their finger, they put the blaming finger against God and say, it's you that killed my mother. It's you that, that caused my, my child to die. It's you are the reason why I lost my job. It's you the reason why I put out my, my house. Because God is trying to teach me something. But God is a good God. Jesus said, no fountain brings forth uh, uh, sweet and bitter water. Either sweet or bitter. But it doesn't bring forth both at the same time. Either God is good or he is not. But I choose to believe the word of God. That God is good. So let's move on in this, uh, in this eighth chapter. He says in the 14th verse, let not your heart be lifted up that you forget God, which brought you forth out of Egypt from the house of bondage. How many of us have been there? You can look back and say, I remember when. See, it's good to remember what God has done for us and to recall. And again, we have to build ourselves up. Build ourselves up. Not only is speaking in the, in the Holy Spirit, which builds us up, but we need to recall that God brought us out of worse conditions than this. And if you haven't faced, faced that mountain, God can bring that mountain low. He can, he can and he will bring it low. He will bring you up out of that valley and make you walk on the plain. 
because God has promised to make that we will be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And so we, I read on down and go on down to verse 18. But and it says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he. He said, remember this. Is he that give you power to get wealth? Why? Because he wanted to establish his covenant, which he swear to your fathers as it is this day. In other words, God remembers. He remembers the word he gave to Abraham. He told Abraham, he said, look, I'm going to bless you, cause you to be a blessing. And he said, I'm going to make your name great. And all of the nation of the earth shall be blessed through you. And God is a promise keeping God. He's a covenant keeping God. And if we trust him, if we just trust him and remember where he brought us from, if God brought you out before, he can bring you out now. There is not a disease. There is not a, a, a condition. There is not a, a heartache. There is not a sentence that the enemy can place over your life. That's why he says that we have got to condemn those words which were spoken over us that the enemy says, oh, you're not going to make it. You're a failure. You'll never get anything better. You'll always be in this condition. You'll always be in this place. You will never walk again. You will never, your husband, your daughter, your son, your mother, they'll never get up. But Satan is a liar. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. He will accuse you of things that, and, and then on top of that, and most of all, he will accuse God. Because that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to, us to get that heart of bitterness. Because bitterness will stop your faith. Many of us are offended at God because we think, as I said earlier, that God is the reason why I'm in this condition. God is the reason why I'm in this place. God is the reason why I'm suffering today. Because he's trying to teach me a lesson. But God is good. I believe it, it, the, 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 the apostle says that I wish above all things that I would prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. I believe it's in uh, 3 John. I wish above, the apostle said, I wish above all things that you would prosper. And again, prosperity is more than money. It's about health. It's about uh, our um, uh, your, it is about money. It's about your peace of mind. It's about your marriage. It's about your, your inheritance, your, your, uh, your lineage behind you. Not only does God want you blessed, he wants your children to be blessed. That's why he blessed Abraham, because he could trust him. And he just didn't want to make Abraham blessed. And that's why Abraham uh, went to God. He said, Lord, when God told him he was going to bless him, he said, Lord, the only one, only, uh, I don't have a son. And this is before he had the child by Hagar. And before he had Ishmael, he said, Lord, the only thing I have is this is my, my, my servant, Eleazar. You said you're going to bless me, but it's going to stop with me. Another man is going to get this, and maybe he'll be blessed. But God said, no, it's going to come from you and Sarah. And because Abraham grew in faith, yes, he had an Ishmael, but Abraham grew in faith. And he trusted God. He got to a level in God where he trusted him. He got to a place in God where he said, you know what? Every, every stage in life, when God told Abraham to leave, uh, leave his father's house, Abraham left, but, but Lot came. There came a time of contention with Lot. Lot was separated from God, and God took him to another level. There was a famine in the land, and Abraham uh, had to go down to Egypt at one time. 
and then he had to go among, I believe it was the, uh, another nation, and they uh, uh, wanted his wife. And Abraham spoke at that time and said, oh, no, you know, she's kind of sort of not my wife. She's my, she's my sister. But the point of the matter I'm trying to make is Abraham grew. But each time as he grew, he moved from one stage to another stage to another stage because God was with him. And God had time on his side. He said, you know what? My son is going to get there. My, my, my son, my servant Abraham is going to get there. Because Abraham was a friend of God. And he trusted him. He learned to trust him. And that's what we've got to do by remembrance. And looking back and say, I remember when. If God could bring me through that, he can bring me through this. All right, so let's go on. Let's go on now to one more chapter in the... Uh, in the Old Testament, we're going to go to, to the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, 24 chapters. So same book, uh, chapter number 24. This is 24 and verse number 18. Now God, uh, Moses begins to give them uh, things that they should remember in the wealth that they have. Deuteronomy 24, 18. He said, but thou should remember that you were a bondman in Egypt and that your Lord God redeemed thee from that place. He said, therefore, I command you to do this thing. He said, when you go into harvest and have forgotten a sheaf in the field, in other words, uh, you may be cutting wheat or corn or whatever the case may be. He said, don't go again to fetch it. He said, don't go back out there and say, oh, I left something. He said, why? He said, because it shall be for the stranger or the fatherless or for the widow. For the Lord thy God, that the Lord thy God may bless thee in the works of your hand. God said, remember those who have less than you. Again, many of us, we came from a place of lack. If our families could see where we live now, if they see the money that you make, many of them live, came through a place where they're making $2 an hour and $3 an hour and feeding families of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten kids. They grew, they had to grow their own food so the family would live. But you made it. They made their own clothes. They made their own uh, blankets and, and quilts. Quilts, of course, you, you sold together. But they did everything. But they trusted God. They, they, didn't, they might not have been able to exegete all the scriptures and go and know the Hebrew and the Greek, but they knew to trust in God. If God said it, and they gleaned from the preachers of their day and said, Lord, I, I know the Lord can. I trust him that he will. And they walked in the faith of God, and God blessed them. He blessed them with long life. He blessed them to see their children and their grandchildren to come to a better place and a better life. And so, but because they did this because they remembered God. They might not have got the big house or the Cadillac or the, uh, uh, the El Dorado or things of that nature, but they saw their children and their children's children rise up to a place that where they said, you know what? God, you were faithful. You are faithful. 19 verse said, when you cut down harvest in the field, I read, I read 19 just now, verse number 20. He says, when you beat the olive tree, he said, don't go over the bow again. In other words, don't go out on the limbs. You see some olives hanging on the, on the uh, limbs above. He said, it shall be for the stranger and the fatherless and the widows. 20th verse, 21st verse says, when you gather grapes. He said, don't go back and get it. Because again, it's for those who have less than you. And the last verse of that says, he said, remember, you were abundant. Remember, before you got your education, before you got that promotion, before you got married. Before you got that man, you remember 
how you love God and you trust in God and you put God first, remember and trust him now. Trust him now. That's what the, the grace of God and love of God is about us remembering. Paul said that was a time of when, when, by, when the uh, circumcision called the, the Jews, they called us uncircumcised. They called us heathens because we had no connection with God. We had no place in the, in the kingdom. But Jesus came and changed all of that. We are now, the book of Galatians says, we are now the children of Abraham by faith. We keep the law by faith. No, we don't go and try to keep the 10 uh, 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 commandments, no, the 600 and plus tenants that were added to it. But we keep them, the, the law of love that God commands us to love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, all your might. Then he said, love your neighbor as yourself. He said, on these two hang all of the, of the commandments. All of the law and the prophets hang on these two. If you can love God and love people. Because we remember I was in that same place. It was the time that I was without. That's why Jesus said in the last day, men, men's hearts will, will wax cold. The love of many. In other words, he's talking about wax. It's when back in the old days when they made a candle. They would take a, uh, the wick of the candle and they would dip it in the wax. If you ever went to some of the um, older places or some of the, uh, some of the hill country in the fall, you can see where they make candles, the old school way of just dipping that wick up and down, up and down until it, the wax built up on it. And the, in our day, men's heart, our hearts, if we don't remember where God brought us from, will become cold by all of the death and 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 sin and evil that we see. For men are lovers of their own self. They're so proud and so boastful and so arrogant that they would put their law above God's law. For today the Bible has no has no place in society. They say. They say the Bible is old fashioned. They say a baby's life is worth nothing. They say man defines marriage. They say but marriage began with God. God started marriage. God, that's a, that's a God idea. It's a God idea. It's a God idea. But we're allowing the world to, those who are weak in faith, they're allowing the, we're allowing the world to form us. But what did Paul say in the book of Romans? Chapter 12. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He said, all those things are reasonable, that we be holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. But he goes on to say, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Well, see, when you're conformed, that means you're pulled, pulled into the mold of. Whatever the world is doing, you do. Whatever they believe, we, we believe. Whatever the world shifts, we shift. But we should be the shifter. We should be the model. We are the light. And the church is not dead. I know many say, well, you know, the church is going down. The church is not necessary. It's not vital. But if the light of the church ever goes out in this country, America goes down with it. 
but the light of Jesus Christ shall never be dethroned by Satan. He said, though the, he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. But what did he, but he said, be not conformed to this world. Verse number two, 12 two, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Why? Because we remember that God's word, God's word is above every word. I don't care if it's in the Constitution. I don't care. If, and it's not in the Constitution now. But I don't care if they try to add amendments or whatever they try to make laws that goes against the word of God. The word of God is higher. The Bible said, let every man be a lie. But God is still true. And I said it earlier, as we talked, we started this lesson, and we're getting to the end now. There are some things that we need to forget. Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind us. Let's press toward those things which are before. And what sort of things should we forget? We should forget that past life. Forget those past hurt. Don't lie, because Jesus says, offenses will come. And I pray that I can, I'm going to study out offenses. Because there's so many in the church, in the house of God, they're offended at God, they're offended at the preacher, they're offended at their mother, they're offended at their, their spouse, they're offended at their children, they're offended at the government, they're offended at the police, defund the police, tear down the government. I hate my mom and dad for how they raised me. I didn't have, I should have had, I would have had. All of these things bring forth uh, uh uh, offenses and offenses called bring forth bitterness and offenses will cut off your blessing because you have an alt against your brother or your sister or your mother or your father those things we need to forget we forget those things and move on forward in our life and we have to forget those things by faith forgiveness is a thing that we do by faith it doesn't mean that you forget and it never come back to remembrance no we don't have to be crazy you know that uh, you loaned somebody your car and it kept it for two weeks and it came back and it had $5,000 worth of damage? Something that your insurance wouldn't pay for? And then you get another car and they come back two weeks later, hey man, let me let me hold that. No, we forgive them for that. Last wreck you, you, you wrecked my car and I trusted you. Oh, you're not getting this one. See, those things, we have to be wise. The Bible says, be humble as lambs, but be wise as a servant. Be humble. Yes, we love, but we have wisdom. We've got to be wise, wise with what the things that God gives us. And he's given us wisdom. The proverb says, in all you're getting, get an understanding. So we're going to go down, skip over down to, well, I said, even God forgets. And it's a good thing. And this is over in the book of Hebrews. We're going to start reading at the 12th chapter. So let me, I'm sorry. Hebrews 10, 14. Hebrews 10th chapter. We're going to start reading at the 14th verse. Where it says, For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. And if you go back up in this 10th verse, it's talking about the sacrifice of Christ. Wherefore the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he has said before. So, so what the Holy Spirit does he remembered what God said. What did God say in the 16th verse? This is the covenant that I will make with them 
after those days, saith the Lord. He said, I'm going to put my law in their heart. In their minds, I will write them. And the 17th verse says, and their sins and their iniquities, I will remember no more. He said, I'm not going to remember. I'm not going to remember what you did. Because Christ wiped your sin away. And some will say, well, if that's the case, I can go out and act like the fool and do what I want to do. I say to you, you need to get saved. But I'm talking about that Christ has wiped all of that stuff that we did in our life. All of that ugly. Even the, your present sin, the things you did today. Stuff you did last year. And stuff you hadn't even done already. God said, you know what? I dealt with it already. Jesus dealt with it. See, what we're looking at is what we do. And we compare the sins that we do is greater than what Jesus did. Jesus handled sin one time. He died one time. He's not dying again. He's not going on the cross and die for your sins again. He handled them. What did Jesus say when he caught the woman that when the woman that was caught in adultery was brought to him? He said, I'm not going to condemn you. In other words, I'm not going to hold what you did against you. But the next thing he said was, go and sin no more. He told one man, go and sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. Why would he say such a thing? Because Satan desires to take away your remembrance of the love that God has given you. He wants to take away that seed of the word. That word that Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you to the end of the world or to the end of the age. I hope you got something out of this today. There's so much more we could add it. But I just pray that you receive the word of God, knowing that God is for you and he loves you. This is Pastor Eric Hubbard with Journeys in Grace. Be blessed.